God bless you and welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network. If you're returning, thank you so much uh, for watching, for listening. If you're uh, listening uh, via podcast on Spotify, Apple, CastBox, make sure you follow or subscribe. Uh, It helps us out a lot. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, hit the like hit the subscribe button and hit that bell so that you'll get every new episode that comes out. If you're supporting us, thank you so much for your support. We definitely need it. We're full-time ministry. Uh, you can go to the love thy neighbor podcast network dot um, You'll find a link uh, to be able to support us monthly. Um, and it's nothing high. It's 99 cent to nine 99. It's not a whole lot, but for us, it helps out a lot. Go to Anthony, uh, go to anchor.fm slash Anthony dash Wilson slash support. You can just Google that anchor.fm slash Anthony dash Wilson slash support. Um, and you can help support us there or you can go to dollar sign a Wilson two two seventy three for a one time gift. Uh, thank you so much for all your support. Let's get into this thing. Uh, this is part two of spiritual gifts, a biblical understanding of spiritual gifts. In part one, we covered the background and we got to talk a little bit about wisdom. The background, the backdrop of this is this argument um, that Paul uh, is putting forth that uh, we no longer, they no longer need, the Corinthians no longer need to rely on idols and worship idols and sacrifice to idols and be carried away and led by idols. But now they have the spirit and the Holy Spirit will lead them to a right relationship with Christ and then reveal to them the wisdom that comes from God, the wisdom that is from above, the wisdom that reveals um, a, a deeper and more accurate knowledge of how to apply God's word. That's why the apostles knew who Jesus was because of wisdom, the wisdom that comes from God. That's how Daniel and Joseph were able to interpret dreams because interpretation comes from God. God gives you the ability to understand and to interpret things according to his purpose and his plan, not just uh, uh, frivolously or randomly, Um, someone comes to you with a dream and they're dreaming about stuff and they're thinking, oh, well, God wants me to buy a new car. That's probably not from God, or they're probably misinterpreting it because the wisdom that comes from God is based on what God has said and what God has done in his word through Jesus Christ. And so it's not just random things that God gives us wisdom about. And so as we continue to read through, uh, first Corinthians chapter 12, um, we are in verse eight. Uh, For to one is given a word of wisdom through the spirit and to another a word of knowledge through the same spirit. Uh, Last week, I didn't get a chance to really focus in on this word logos, which is a word logos. It means the power of speech, delivery or oratory. It means to be able to uh, uh, speak and the power to speak comes from the Holy Spirit. So you're not even speaking on your own accord. You're not speaking from your own mind. You're speaking from the Holy Spirit. Jesus was clear in John chapter um, 16, verses 13 and 14. He said that the Holy Spirit was not going to speak on his own. Let me read it. John chapter 16, 
uh, verses 13 and 14. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will not take. He will take. Sorry, for he will take. Of what is mine and declare it to you. Let me say that again, for he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So what is the Holy Spirit giving us understanding? What is the Holy Spirit giving us wisdom about Jesus? What is he helping us to understand? Jesus. And that's how the apostles were able to look at the Old Testament and be able to see that Jesus was the Christ, was by wisdom. And that wisdom came from the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit declared that to them. Now, remember what Paul said in the very beginning of this chapter, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 3. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And so what is the Holy Spirit's job? To declare things to you about Jesus. Why would we need a word of wisdom? It's a, an, a way of interpreting accurately and applying the understanding of who Jesus is, what the word is said about him. This is not just random things. We're not just getting wisdom just to have wisdom just to make deals or, oh, well, God, give me wisdom in how to, you know, make this business plan. No, he's going to give you wisdom about what God's plan is for Jesus in your life. Is that going to allow you to make better decisions? Yes, you will make better decisions. But the goal is not the earthly, it's the eternal. And I know for some of you are like, well, I, that doesn't help me. It should help you. You should want to understand um, how to accurately apply the word of God, accurately understand what God has said and done uh, in his word about Jesus, because that's going to help you to make decisions in this life. Uh, you won't know exactly what to do unless you understand how and what God is doing. And he's already done through Jesus. So we come to. The word of knowledge, the logos of gnosis. And gnosis is the word for knowledge here. 1108 in your strongs. Logos is 3056 in your strongs for those that are taking notes. Logos, word, is 3056. This word knowledge is gnosis. 1108 in your strongs. And what this means in this context is the deeper, more perfect, and enlarge knowledge of this religion, which is Christianity, such as belongs to the more advanced. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse eight. That is specifically for this particular verse. It's also used in first Corinthians chapter uh, 13 and verse two, where Paul says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and have all gnosis, all knowledge, and I have all faith that I could remove mountains, but I have not love. I am nothing. I am nothing. Uh, so it's the same exact word here. And, and the idea here for gnosis is that there is a higher knowledge of Christianity and the divine things 
uh, which false teachers will boast about. But the true followers of Christ will know, especially of the things which are lawful and unlawful for Christians. Uh, First Corinthians chapter eight, verse one, we talk about the knowledge that comes. And again, it's tied to this idea of idolatry. Um, First Corinthians chapter eight, and verse one. Now concerning the things offered to idols, we know that we all have gnosis, but gnosis uh, puffs up, but love edifies. And so you may have the knowledge of what is right and what is wrong. But as Paul says in first Corinthians chapter 13, verse two, and he says it there in first Corinthians chapter eight and verse uh, one, that love edifies love. If you don't have love, it, it's nothing. And so even though the Holy Spirit is giving knowledge, deep, advanced uh, knowledge, it doesn't mean anything without love. Now, how should this be used? Because let's let's take a look at this. Let's slow down. Uh, for to one is given a word of wisdom through the spirit and another a word of knowledge through the same spirit. Now, why is he giving us words of wisdom, words of knowledge so that we will understand God's purpose and God's plan? When, when you know, I've, I've been a part of church traditions that a word of knowledge is just knowing something that you could not have known except God reveal it to you. That is exactly the way it was explained to me. That when you know something that you could not have known unless God revealed it to you. Now, what does that look like? Well, let's say you lo- you live at 3342 um, California Drive, <laughs> right? If I call out your address, they would say that that's a word of knowledge. Now, if somebody is listening and they look, live at 3342 California Drive, that was not a word of knowledge. I just pulled that out of a hat. I, didn't, I wasn't even... I just threw that out there because a word of knowledge is a deeper, more perfect and enlarged knowledge of your walk of Christianity, of the faith that you believe in. That's what a word of knowledge is. Word of knowledge is revelation about the scripture. And that word of knowledge is not going to be out of context because it's coming from the Holy Spirit who knows the entire story. Where is the Holy Spirit giving us knowledge from? From Jesus. So it's not going to be something outside of Christ. It's not going to be something in contradiction to Christ. It's not going to be something um, that is just frivolous or temporary or, or, or material in the sense that it has no eternal bearing. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into truth, all truth. But he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears. So where's the Holy Spirit pulling this deeper, more perfect and enlarged knowledge of Christianity from, he's pulling it from Jesus. Jesus is the one he's pulling it from, and he's just declaring the things that come from Jesus. What did Jesus say? He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. That's what he's doing. And so, you know, you have people, oh, I got a word of knowledge that, your back is hurting. Yeah, that's not a word of knowledge. That may be some good insight. That may be, um, you may be very well experienced in being able to tell by how somebody's walking or 
You know, somebody's, you know, and he said, well, the Holy Spirit, and I'm trying to tell you this, and I'm not being um, degrading because I've, I, I've fallen into this. I've fallen into this, that, you know, you can sense and feel things from people. But that's not the goal. That's not a word of knowledge. That's not the point here. What the Bible is talking about with the word of knowledge is a deeper, more perfect and enlarged understanding of our faith. Revelation. And, and we get words of knowledge when we're studying the scripture. Sometimes you'll get a revelation and things will click and half the Bible comes together for you. Like, whoa, all that connected. Praise God. That was a word of knowledge. And what God does is allow you to share that so that others can grow and mature because that's it's for the profit of all. Right. It's not just for you to enjoy these revelations, but it's for you to share these revelations with other people right now. You're getting a word of knowledge right now. You're getting a deeper and more perfect and more enlarged understanding of your faith. And that's the goal. A word of knowledge is something that comes from the spirit. And let's let's look at it in context. When Paul writes the letter to the Corinthians, there is no New Testament for Paul to be pulling from. So all of the knowledge that Paul is getting is coming from the spirit for us. All the knowledge that we're going to get. The Holy Spirit is going to take from this word that is already written and show us a deeper. More perfect and enlarged understanding of it. You know, so many people are afraid of spiritual gifts because they think that having a spiritual gift means that we're going to add to the word because we see people doing that, that stuff. You know, let me hold your keys. And based upon your keys, I can tell that you've experienced some hurt in your life and people have left you um, that. Um, this is not your first car. This is probably your third or fourth. And, and, and you've had some cars repossessed. That's not a word of knowledge, right? That's not a word of knowledge that has nothing to do with a deeper and more enlarged knowledge of your faith. And I'm sorry, because I feel like, you know, growing up in some charismatic circles, some Pentecostal circles, that that was shown as a word of knowledge. And I even bought into that. I even, I did. I even bought into that. I was into it, you know, um, and I could do it. You know, I, I, I could do it. I could sit there and, you know, sit with a person and be able to, you know, call things out. Now, uh, is that necessary? Is that something that happens? Well, yeah, it does happen. But if it's not connected to taking you into a deeper uh, more perfect understanding, then what is it for? Because people will say, well, I'll, they'll make the argument that Jesus did it in John chapter four. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with John chapter four, in John chapter four, there was a, a, a woman at a well that Jesus was sitting and talking to. And as Jesus sat and talked to this woman, Jesus began to um, expressed to her some things that he could not have known about her. Let me read it to you. John chapter four um, and verse 15. The woman said to him, sir, 
Give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have said, I have no husband. For you have five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. The woman said, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Now, what, it, what? why does she perceive that? Because he knew things about her that she didn't tell him. OK, now, what is the purpose of Jesus doing this? The purpose of Jesus doing this is to bring her into a deeper and more perfect understanding of her faith. Let me prove it to you. Verse 20, um, the woman uh, verse verse 19, the woman said to him, sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Verse 20, our fathers worshiped on this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither worship on this mountain nor in Jerusalem, worship the father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we, we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Then the woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And so what was the goal of this knowledge? Right. It was to take her to a deeper place, to cause her to dive in deeper to an understanding. It wasn't just to show off that I know your address. It wasn't just to show off that I know some things about you. And so often in church environments, it looks like fortune telling. It looks like divination or tarot card reading. Right. You know, you just pick somebody out of the crowd and you read them and you say these things. and they Oh, and they fall out on the floor. There, there was nothing deeper. There was nothing more. That can't be what the Holy Spirit meant. That, that couldn't be why the Holy Spirit revealed that to you if the Holy Spirit did reveal that to you. So the goal of the Holy Spirit giving you this deeper, more perfect and enlarged knowledge of this religion is so that you will be able to understand more about Christ. Jesus did not leave it at just telling her that. The modern day, you know, uh, uh, um, prophetic person would have ended their prophecy right there in verse 18. For you have five husbands and the one that you have now, um, the one that you now have is not your husband in that you spoke truly. The person would have fell out on the floor, did some backflips. The music would have got loud. Everybody would have cheered. And the person walks away the same. That's not <laughs> the purpose of a word of knowledge. Let me read this to you. Knowledge is only rely as reliable as the relationship it derives from. The Gnostics, who were lovers of knowledge, 
um, boasted of their applied knowledge gained by their personal spiritual experiences. And it was and still is disastrous when people base their knowledge of God off of personal isolated experiences that can be disastrous. It has to be connected to the word of God, because how else can you test it? You can't test if this is from God or not. If it is disconnected from its source. And so a relationship with God, you know, will show more reliability. And this is important because this word of knowledge is word of wisdom, word of knowledge is only received by faith. And where does faith come from? You know, because the next the, the next gift here is faith to another faith by the same spirit. Now, this is interesting because what I'm about to say about faith and I'm going to shut this 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 episode down here, because I think this is so important that you're going to need to kind of soak in this is that faith pistis forty one oh two in your strong concordance. And when you look this up, oh, man, there's a huge discourse on this thing. There is so much reading and I've been reading it for a while now. I've actually been reading it for a couple of years. I go back to it and I read it and I read it again and I read it again. And so what I'm trying to do is pull out some of the main points that help you to understand faith. And one of the most important things that will help you to understand faith is that faith is a gift from God. Faith is a gift from God. Believing and having faith are two separate things. And to prove that they're two separate words. If you look in your strongs, 4100 is to believe. And what that means is that it is from man that you convince yourself to believe something. Now, when you convince yourself to believe it, if you're believing it because it's what God is saying, then faith is given to you so that you can now obey what it is that you believe. Let me read this to you. Faith, pistis, is God's divine persuasion. Now, let me explain something to you. Most people teach faith as a means to persuade God. You got to have faith. You got to believe God for this and believe God for that and believe, trust God for this and trust God for that. When faith is actually the opposite, faith is God convincing you of his word, convincing you of the truth that he speaks to you, convincing you that Jesus is the Christ, that he died and he rose again and that there's no other way to be saved. Faith literally comes from God. It does not come from man. Uh, Faith is God's warranty certifying that the revelation that he has in birthed will come to pass his way. Faith is God's warranty certifying the revelation that he has in birth, that God in births in you will come to pass. Now, let me give you a very familiar scripture that some of you have read and you just never caught this. You never caught this because you you believe like I believed. I believe that faith was me uh, convincing God, not God convincing me. 
But in Ephesians chapter two. And I'm going to read verse eight, Ephesians chapter two and verse eight, it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Now, here's the thing. For by grace, you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. There's there's two things here that don't come from you. Number one, salvation doesn't come for you. It doesn't come from you. Number two, faith does not come from you. For by grace, you have been saved. So grace produces a salvation, but the salvation comes through faith and not of yourselves. This this faith didn't come from you. It is a gift of God, a gift from God, not of works, lest any should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is important because the faith that you have was a result of you believing what God said. And then you receive the embirthing of faith in you that now you obey your faith. You obey what you believe. That's why faith. That's why the Bible is clear that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You cannot believe in someone in the one that you haven't heard of. You have to hear in order to receive that faith. That's how Paul articulates it in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. He 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 articulates this idea that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say this verse 18 in Romans chapter 10. um, But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out (laughs) to all the earth and their words to the end of the world. But I say, did Israel not know? For Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. But Isaiah uh, is very bold in saying, I was found by those who did not seek me and I was made manifest to those who did not ask me. But Israel has said, all day long, I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people that they heard, but they didn't believe. So faith was not birthed in them. Faith comes by believing what you hear. And so this gift of faith that comes from God is not about you convincing God of something. You know, they they, they think there's a, a belief called the word of faith. Right. The word of faith. And so you speak something and it comes to pass. You speak something and God does it. Sorcery. That's what that is. That's sorcery, because that's combining biblical language with new age practices. Some of you have heard of the secret, you know, um, the the law of attraction. Right. And that's being mixed together with the Bible, which flips and uh, reverses how faith works. Faith comes to you from God when you believe what God says, not faith is how I move God 
to do what he wants me to do or do what I want him to do. That is turning God into your servant. That's sorcery. I talked about that in another video. I think it's 5335, uh, 5335, a sorcerer, one who concocts religious mixtures in order to drug people, um, promising things like invincible health and invincible wealth that for the zealot, the person who really is on fire, wants to really have it, making them believe that they can do things and have powers that they don't really have. That goes along with this idolatry, the seeking after other things. The Holy Spirit imparts faith, the kind of faith that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and have all knowledge, and though I have faith, pistis, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Though I have faith, where did the faith come from? It came from the spirit of God. It came from God. God embirthed it in him to go and do the things that he called him to do. The reason why Paul could be stoned and get back up is because of what God put in. The reason why Paul uh, was unstoppable was because of the grace that was with him, the empowerment of God. And in certain areas, grace and faith uh, are overlapping. I believe it's Romans chapter 12 and verse uh, three, where the term measure of faith is used. But that measure of faith also can be translated as a measure of grace. In Romans chapter 12 and verse three, for I say through the grace given to me uh, to everyone is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one, a measure of faith. God has dealt it. He's in birth this in you. This is a divine endowment. This is a divine empowerment. And it's the same faith that you find in first Corinthians chapter 12 um, and verse nine to another faith pistis. So I'm hoping this is helping you. I'm going to move forward to healings and miracles and prophecy in the next one. Uh, please give me your feedback. Please uh, shout out to me. Um, thank you so much for those that are shouting out um, and speaking to me, whether it's um, on uh, through uh, the podcast or through YouTube. Um, either one is fine. I will respond. Uh, reach out to me. Uh, put your comments um, and your concerns, your questions uh, in the chat box below, in the comment box below. Thank you for listening. Remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And remember to love your neighbor as yourself. God bless you. Thank you for living, listening to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network.